0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You know, it was really cool over this past weekend to be at the Stanford football open house practice. Oh, it was fantastic. Pads popping, whistles blowing, players cheering big plays. Really nice. We're getting close, man. We are getting close to the start of the stanford football season training camp in the mix and that's what we're breaking down here on this edition of the tree cast with troy clarity on the believe podcast network great to be with you on monday august 23rd 2021 we're ripping the days off the calendar and getting closer and closer to stanford football season opener in north texas to be played against the Kansas State Wildcats on September the 4th. And the Cardinal preparing for that. We're going to get you prepared for that as well, as we are going to chat with our special guest for this week's show, Stanford running backs coach Ron Gould. Look, I am super psyched about what the Cardinal backfield can possibly bring for Stanford this upcoming fall. We'll take you inside the running back room and get the thoughts of the man who is leading that unit Stanford running backs coach Ron Gold. We'll also give you three things you need to know around Stanford football training camp and also take a look at one position unit on the defensive side of the ball that, that I think has been overlooked in the mix throughout all this. And we'll also tell you about two things that could do more to potentially derail the entire college football fall sports season, the fall, the fall sports season, not just football, Uh, than anything else one of them is obvious the other one if you think about it 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 should be but we'll tell you about those things a bit later on in the show oh i should probably introduce myself here at some point troy clarity hi how you doing pac-12 network play-by-play announcer a long time stanford follower uh 29 years this will be my 29th season of following stanford football coming up and uh, looking forward to being back in that mix and uh, great to be back in the fold with uh, the Pac 12 Network. So about to start my eighth year with them doing uh, soccer, field hockey, and volleyball. They're adding that for me this uh, upcoming fall, too. So, uh, volleyball will make eight different sports that I will have called for the Pac 12 Network. Can't wait to get my season started with them on August the 29th. Hit me up with the follow at Troy Clarity on Twitter. At Troy Clarity, the best way to follow me there. And the best way to have your thoughts heard on the show or anything else that's on your mind related to Stanford Athletics is to give me the hashtag TreeCast. Hashtag TreeCast. I always appreciate your thoughts. I try to make the show as uh, interactive as I possibly can, and I I can't do that if I don't hear from you. Hashtag TreeCast is the best way to have your thoughts heard on the show. Three things you need to know around Stanford uh, football camp. But first, this reminder that if you are into sports betting, then there's only one place you should go to win money today. It's Bet Online. Whether it's live bets during games or futures for whom you think you will win the championship, Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, and information for your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. So before the next big game... Head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Stanford football training camp in full effect. Three things you need to know coming up right here and now, starting with number. one. And no, David Shaw has not named the QB one yet, or at least not as I say this anyway. On Monday morning, August 23rd, senior Jack West and sophomore Tanner McKee, the two frontrunners. I imagine we'll also see grad transfer Isaiah Sanders in a situational role, largely, but it's going to come down to West and or McKee. Shaw has said that he'll announce a starter, likely the Monday before the season opener against Kansas State. That'll be on August 30th if you're marking your calendar. But, as I've said, don't be surprised if the competition is still an ongoing thing, at least the first few weeks of the season, and we see both West and McKee early on. And it wouldn't surprise me if the young man named QB1 for Week 1 isn't the same young man named QB1 for, say, Week 4. So stay tuned on the quarterback situation, uh, as I think uh, we'll hear one name uh, coming up uh, next week in about seven days' time as I say this. Uh, Whether that one name remains the name throughout the entirety of the season remains to be seen. Let's get to number (laughs) two. A couple of notable names who have not been practicing of late. Stanford wide receiver Michael Wilson being held out due to an unspecified injury. You'll remember he missed the last two and a half games of last season with a broken foot. And safety Jonathan McGill has been wearing a walking boot of late. No word on when that happened and why exactly he needs that walking boot. Now, will either Wilson, McGill, or both be available for the Kansas State game? no official word from Stanford at this point now for the most part Stanford has been able to remain healthy they started off relatively healthy coming into this uh, training camp and they've been able to stay healthy and um hang hang on a all right, I'm, I'm, I'm knocking. This isn't wood, I don't think, real wood, this table <laughs> that my microphone's sitting on. But uh, knocking on that and uh, hoping that that remains the case, certainly through the remainder of fall drills and obviously into the season as Stanford can ill afford. Look, they're deep, but they can ill afford any major tests to that depth. But notable that Michael Wilson and Jonathan McGill have both been uh, out of uh, training camp um, for the past few days, anyway. Let's wrap up three things with number three. And, and kind of lost amid the quarterback derby between West and McKee is another critical position battle for Stanford. Kicker, Jet Toner, his eligibility exhausted. So that means the gig is wide open for two young men to step through. Sophomore Joshua Cardi and junior Diego Preciado in the mix for the place kicking gig. We saw both of them during the spring game and the results, eh, kind of mixed. I asked David Shaw how things are looking now at the place kicker spot. Yeah, Joe, you're
1: the first to ask about kickers. That's great. Um, hey, we've got two guys, and they're both putting it through the pipes. Um, both guys, you know, can kick off uh, out of the end zone um, or deep in the end zone. Um, uh, and, and so we're, we're, we're really, really good right now. Um, like where we are, uh, we've got a sophomore who's a vet who's still a young young vet. Uh, and the freshman, uh, and both guys are doing well. Uh, both guys are doing well. Um, we, we do a thing when we kick field goals. We pull, pull the goal post out, and the guys kick field goals. And our, the kickoff returners go back in and field them. We've had multiple times where the balls are being kicked past, you know, past our guys, and you know, they're, they're hitting the, the truck that's filming. Um, So we got guys with strong legs that are doing very well right
0: now. Wow, really? I was the first to ask him all fall camp about the kickers. Okay, well, Cardi and Preciado, it's not just, I mean, obviously kicking field goals is the biggest thing you can do, but also kickoffs, uh, a very key part of the puzzle as well. Shaw seems happy, whether he remains happy throughout the course of the season uh, remains to be seen, but uh, Preciado and Cardi keep an eye on the place-kicking uh, uh, race uh, for the starting gig in that role. Those are three things. We'll talk to Cardinal running backs uh, coach Ron Gould coming up in just a couple of minutes or so. Uh, we uh, mentioned Jonathan McGill and uh, Michael Wilson, the two young men who have been practicing as of late for Stanford football with, uh, with unspecified injuries. Uh, both of those young men were actually part of Of the Stanford football season ticket members kickoff dinner that I was uh, very honored and thrilled to host back on August the 15th. It's a fantastic event. Unfortunately, due to uh, COVID precautions and protocols, normally all the student-athletes are, are part of it, and they get to eat with the, with the season ticket members. But uh, unfortunately, due to things being where they are right now with COVID-19, uh, only two student-athletes were allowed to be a part of the festivities. Uh, so McGill and Wilson were the uh, student-athlete panel. It was really fun catching up um, with uh, with both of those guys. Um, if you missed our chat with uh, Michael Wilson. Wilson. Wilson that uh, we had at Pac-12 football media day. Head to the vault and check out that conversation. I really always enjoy catching up with Wilson and my first chance to have a serious chat with uh, Jonathan McGill as well. I, I you know, I've i I've caught up with him in group interview settings before. Been very impressed by him before, and uh, was super impressed after uh, after his panel at the uh, Stanford Football Season Ticket Members uh, Kickoff Dinner. So that was a lot of fun uh, chatting with uh, Coach Shaw, getting his latest latest thoughts. Fans asking him questions and the special guest of honor, a a man who needs no introduction on the Stanford campus, Jim Plunkett, enough said there. So a really cool, really fantastic event and uh, honored to be a part of it uh, for for this year's edition. And um, uh, had a lot of fun, had a lot of fun. Chatting with Shaw, Wilson, McGill, Jim Plunkett and hanging out with Stanford football fans and getting my mind right for the season ahead so much fun and uh, big time thanks to uh, stanford athletics for the opportunity to be a part of that so i had to uh before i did anything else give the shout out uh to uh, stanford athletics for putting on a fantastic event and for stanford football for allowing me to be a part of that cardinal getting ready for the season opener against kansas state that came to be played at jerry world more commonly known as actually this is more commonly known as jerry world but it's officially named at&t stadium in arlington texas and going back to the spring game my big takeaway from that event and back in may was the cardinal running backs Ooh, super impressive austin jones nathaniel pete but casey Philkins and ej smith really showed a lot throughout the course uh, of that spring game. Justice Woods also had some nice moments, too. Going into the 2020 season, I thought that the Stanford wide receivers were the deepest position unit offensively for the Cardinal. Now I think that may have switched up a little bit to the running backs, not just with the quantity, but the quality there as well. What can we expect from the Stanford running backs this season? No better person to ask that question to than Cardinal running backs coach Ron Gould As uh, Coach G and I caught up after Saturday's open house practice down on the farm. And, and, and the first thing I asked coach to do was to, given the depth that was shown during the spring game and how impressive uh, that depth seemed to be to take us inside the running back room and just tell us exactly who he has and what they can do.
2: Well, you know, it's a very, very good observation there. You know, we uh, springed, we finished off really well. And uh, coming into fall camp, you know, Austin, is he's more explosive. Um, uh, he's a lot faster than he was. Uh, taking, you know, Nate Nate Pete is a lot stronger. Um, Nate has always been really, really fast, so it's been great to see him and opportunity for him to run through tackles. Um, the guys that also, that's also has been um, a real highlight has um, it's, it's been E.J. Smith um, with his versatility. You know, he's has the ability to play um, as, as any one of the wideout spots for us, and then we can put him in the backfield. And so that's something that gives us an opportunity to move him around and do, and, and so forth. And then also Casey Philkins, uh, he has really stood out in terms of his ability to, to make long runs, make long catches and runs, and so um, um, we're very, very grateful for that. Um, we also got uh, Justice Woods, okay, he's a returning um, a veteran player that's been coming off an injury. He has vastly improved, um, you know, his, uh, his power between the tackles, um, his speed has increased, and so he has done a really, really good job. And then Dorian Maddox who's coming back for his sixth year. Um, he's also a young man that's improved uh, mightily, greatly. Now, all that talent, all that depth, all that competition, just one ball. But I'm sure it's a position that you as a coach and the rest of the offensive coaching of Brain Trust loves being in. Well, I think, you know, that that's a credit to Coach Shaw um, and the system that we're in. Um, we're able to, to move backs around in different spots, um, take advantage of versatility. And so we're not, we're not trying to have one guy get a 1,000 carries this year. You know, we want to mix it up and keep those guys fresh, uh, you know, for the entire season. Austin Jones really, I thought, became much more of a complete running back, it seemed to me, throughout the course of last year. And the Colorado game in particular
0: wasn't productive on the ground game, but but was superb in pass protection and also did well as a receiver. You need to put all those three things together, I'd imagine, to be able to play in this system. What are the traits that you need to be able to do and do well to play in the system at running back?
2: Well, you hit the nail on the head. You know, you got to be able to run it because we're asking those guys to run the football. We're asking those guys to catch it. But probably most importantly, we need those guys to protect. Okay, we can keep the quarterback off the ground. Now we have a chance to be successful. And so our guys get rewarded if their ability to pass protect uh, because now we can flip them out there and have them catch the ball, and then we also can turn around and hand it to them. So those are the three things that those guys got to be able to do. You actually have a chance to have a real live camp, obviously. Mm -hmm. It
0: was a little different for obvious reasons last year. Some of it was held here. Some of it was held at Woodside High. You had to split guys up and things like that. Given the fact that it's been more all hands on deck this time around, how has that been able? How has that? Been, how has that affected how much more teaching and how much more development you guys have maybe maybe been able to do so far these fall drills?
2: Well, you know we're all like a kid in a candy store. You know we uh, get a chance to talk to the guys in person. We have an opportunity uh, uh, to address some of the little small details in person. They get a chance to see exactly how I want things coached as opposed to being on video. And so for us, it's just been uh, with the energy, the enthusiasm, the excitement the players have had. Um, It's been it's been a real blessing, and I'm sure it's also showing up so far uh, throughout
0: the course of of, of fall drills You were a college head coach back at UC Davis for a few years there What did that experience? How did that experience kind of prepare
2: you for what you've experienced so far here at Stanford? Well, I I tell you what I I, you know I was fortunate enough to have an opportunity to be a head football coach Um, and it it is it is taught me about a little bit more about seeing big picture things Okay, not just looking at just the running backs, but looking at big picture stuff, um, as it relates to you know the whiteouts, the quarterbacks, and those kind of things, and and also patience. Continue to be patient with the guys and and so forth. Uh, so those are some of the things that has taught me as a head football coach. I'm sure you relied on a lot of those things over the past year and a half. How did you get through it? Well, you know what? I think I'm fortunate. I think it starts out with Coach Shaw. I mean, he makes everything really easy for us in terms of. Um, um, Our time away to spend time with our families. Um, He makes it easy for us in terms. We had to be on zooms Um, You know he said hey, we don't we don't we won't be able to make these adjustments And I think it starts at the top and I think he's a great leader and I think it all trickles down So all we do is just follow suit Okay, and so it makes it easy. So this is what we're doing today. This is the things that I can control We talk about controlling the controllables and so that's what we focus on That's what we accentuate and 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 that's the thing that's really helped us along the path. Stanford offensively, I really like the depth at all the skill
0: positions, not just the running backs, but the wide receivers as well. Offensive line looking pretty good except for the center spot. Maybe some things might need to be, be sorted out there. And, of course, the quarterback position is a bit up for grabs as well. How can the depth at running back and how much can the running backs
2: help the new quarterback, whomever he is? Yeah, I think first and foremost, you know, one of the things we talk about is doing our doing our 11 and, and we got to control the things that we can control and uh, coach is going to trust us to to turn the ball hand the ball off to the running backs and then we got to get positive yards. You know, we got to sometimes make what I say chicken salad out of chicken crap at times, okay? Um, sometimes we got to we got to make a guy miss. Sometimes we got to beat beat a safety. So coach is going to entrust us to trust the running backs to make those make those plays and then we got to go follow suit. Being able to stay ahead of the downs makes it easier on the quarterback.
0: I like chicken salad. Hopefully we see a lot of that throughout the course of the fall. (laughs) A couple last things here for you. I could be completely wrong here. Feel free to correct me on this. But but on the pro level, it seems like there might be kind of a a slight de-emphasis on the running back position. I could be completely wrong there again. Again, feel free to correct me.
2: If that is the case, how does that affect how things are coached on the collegiate level among the, among the running backs? Yeah, I don't think there's a devalue uh, with the running back spots. I think every year it's a little bit different. You know, if there's more high-profile quarterbacks or wide receivers or offensive line, then that takes priority in the draft. Um, as you can see, there's there's multiple teams that have multiple backs. Um, and so I don't think the position is just devalued. I just think that this spot based on need and what's out there. And so the NFL is something I don't look a lot at. Um, I try to stay in my own wheelhouse, you know. Um, we, we say stay in our own lane. So, but um, but uh, but um, I think um, if, if it if it warrants drafting tailbacks, then I think you'll see it. If not, then you know the NFL will go go a different direction. All right, your your thoughts here as we wrap this
0: up on the season ahead. Overall, your keys to success. And where is the bar set for you for how far this team can go in 2021?
2: Well, I think it goes back to the team, you know. Um, we, we got a high bar uh, set for ourselves, and, and we're going to take it one game at a time, um, not get too far ahead of ourselves, you know. Um, um, you know, you focus on a the process, then the rest will take care of itself. And so our, the guys, the team set set specific goals, and then we're going to take it one game at a time, one play at a time, and let the chips fall where they may. And the chips will start falling in less than a couple weeks in Jerry World,
0: North Texas, against the Kansas State Wildcats. Coach, thanks a bunch. Appreciate the time. Best of luck. Best of health. And we'll talk again soon. Oh, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Our thanks again to uh, Ron Gold for joining us. And uh, while I was talking to him, if I had closed my eyes, hearing Coach G's cadence, how he expresses himself, just his overall tone, I could have sworn I was talking to Tyrone Willingham. The former Stanford head coach, and also a former Stanford running backs coach uh, during the old uh, Denny Green days. So, and, and both of those guys seem to seem to have very similar ways of how they carry themselves. You know, they're not going to be necessarily in front of the cameras, preening and, and 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 doing all that stuff. They like to work in the background a little bit and let others. Uh, let, let their work speak for itself and, and, and let uh, let the spotlight shine on others. So uh, I'm certainly glad that uh, Coach uh, G could uh, could spend a little time with us and let the spot shi- spotlight shine on him for a while. And, and look, I'm, I'm glad he cleared up uh, that question I had for him about running backs on the pro level. It's not a de-emphasis of running backs uh, on the NFL level. It's just more of a redistribution of carries. So it's not like you're seeing – you know, back in the day, Terrell Davis would carry the rock thirty times a game, right? You just don't see that anymore. Football has changed uh, so much o- over the past few years um, or so. So I'm I'm glad that uh, Coach Gold was able to was able to clear that up a little bit and clean up my question and make it into something that was actually viable. And also intrigued to get his thoughts on some of the styles that we're seeing and, and some of the things that, that 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 the running backs have to keep in mind when they're out there on the field so they can be at their best. Patience, critical, patience, key. And don't speed to the hole, speed through it. And the way that you do that is to set up your blocks. Make sure that your offensive lineman or whomever else is blocking out there for you are able to do their jobs and do what they need to do so you can speed through the hole. And certainly we've seen that. I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Austin Jones, as you know. was very impressed with uh, EJ Smith and some of the things that that he showed in the spring game. And I like the quality and the quantity at the skill positions. Wide receivers included in this mix as well. The emergence of the different running backs... With whatever roles they play, I'd imagine we'll see a a, a healthy dose of uh, of Casey Filkins in the return game as well, but the emergence of the running backs will help the new quarterback, I think, in a big way, whomever that is. But our thanks again to Ron Gould for catching up with us on the TreeCast. Let's switch it up to the uh, other side of the ball. Defensively, and much of the much of the preseason chatter for Stanford defensively seems to have centered around the inside linebackers, and that's true both inside and outside the team as well. Basically, everyone that that I've talked to so far on the Stanford football team, no matter which side of the ball they play on or coach, they have been ranting and raving, in particular, about Ricky Miazon and Jacob magnum Ferrar, the two inside linebackers whom we just haven't seen over the last couple of years, due to injury. Levani Mooney, I think it's a bit overshadowed in that mix, but he certainly had uh, some fantastic plays last year. So much of the chatter has surrounded the inside linebackers for Stanford football. What about the outside linebackers? They're going to be key, too. A few days ago, I asked David Shaw for an update on that. Year. Outside linebacker,
1: um, first a couple of just guys that you're excited to see back out there. Um, Jordan Fox finally healthy, is um, having a really good camp. Um, Stephen Heron is also having a very good camp. Um, we, we put um, our other uh, Utah Flash um, uh, back from inside, back to back outside where he's most comfortable, Gabe Reed, um, he's having a really good camp. Um, it's great to see Loa Kafusi finally healthy and back out there mixing it up, um, uh, you know, uh, Wilfredo Abar, um, you know, as a true freshman. Not saying he's in the mix to start, but has had a really good start to camp. Um, has some really nice physical tools. So, um, really, uh, kind of as deep as we've been. And I can't, uh, gosh, I can't. I have to mention um, uh, Lance uh, as well. Moved from defensive line to outside linebacker last year. Uh, Lance has started to really show um, show the skills to necessary to play the position. So. Um, we're as deep as we, probably deeper than we've been in two years. Uh, I know the same thing about the offense line, a couple other places, but uh, we've got guys that we can actually rotate and play, um, you know, and, and then Thomas Booker, of course, we can line them up anywhere inside, outside, which is awesome. Um, gives us that that freedom and nickel to put, put them wherever we want. Um, but that outside linebacker position is very healthy right now and very deep, and we're really excited about that.
0: Yeah, they're healthy and deep now, but let's see how healthy and deep that crew is by November. We, we know how this works. It is football. It's a pretty rough game, but, but encouraging stuff that uh, David Shaw offered up about, about the outside linebackers, uh, Jordan Fox. By the way, a great, fantastic story on him and his story on GoStanford.com. I highly suggest you check it out. David Kiefer has done it again. Gabe Reed back outside after being after having to play inside for much of the season last year thanks to the injuries that were being suffered with that position unit. But Gabe Reed back outside where he's more comfortable. And the guy that flashed for me most last year among the outside linebackers was Stephen Heron. And that was even before his game-saving and game-winning plays against UCLA to close out the year. Now, Wilfredo Ibar? That was a name that quite honestly I had never heard before. <laughs> a true freshman apparently turning some heads. Number 58 uh, for the Stanford Cardinals. So apparently he's been he's been turning some heads a bit in the early going. Shaw says he's not in the mix just yet, but has certainly shown the tools that uh, that that the coaches want him to have at this point. In the preseason, the freshman from Fall River, Massachusetts, 6'3", 245. So, so physically, he seems to, uh, to to look the part from that standpoint. So that'll be critical as well. And look, obviously a lot of chatter about the inside linebackers. They will be key, especially against the run. But can Stanford have the quality outside as well to help set the edge, to make plays in the backfield, and to also help cover guys downfield when necessary. Watch the outside linebackers as well. They will be equally as critical to the fortunes of a Stanford defense that, look, they, they, they made big plays last year, timely plays, but you look at the stat sheet, which is never how you should watch football anyway. You don't just judge uh, anything in football just by how it does on the stat sheet, but that being said, Stanford football's numbers, defensively, not that great the last couple of years. Improvement there is uh, going to fall on everyone, but uh, don't forget the role the outside linebackers uh, could play in those efforts as well. Now, Stanford wasn't the only football team working out on the farm last week. The Nevada Wolf Pack came down from Reno, terrible air quality due to all the wildfires up that way, uh, forcing uh, Wolfpack head coach Jay Norvell and his crew to head to the Bay Area and set up shop at Stanford. And for our listeners and our friends up that way, in harm's way in Northern California, please, please uh, stay safe and uh, best of luck um, to you. Now, the Wolfpack spent most of last week practicing on the turf field. They returned to Reno over the weekend just in time for uh, their first day of classes On Monday, Uh, a couple days ago, I asked David Shaw how much he could identify with Nevada's situation, given what Stanford had to go through last year.
1: Yeah, last year and a few years ago, Uh, a few years ago, we uh, we had to postpone the big game um, because of air quality. So we can easily emphasize. uh, I'm so proud of our administration that we're able to uh, help out um, the Wolf Pack and give the the Pack, give them a chance to, to come out here and play and get ready for their season. I know Jay Norvell very well, um, and anything we can do to help them, I think it's great. And you never know, two years down the road, we may be the one knocking on their door, saying, hey, air quality is really bad here. We need a place to practice. That's
2: David
0: Sean. Yeah, I'd actually forgotten about the 2018 big game, quite honestly, and how could I have? Paul Snadibo's mind-blowing interception in the end zone? <laughs> J- Jake Bailey's 84-yard punt? Stanford winning? Uh, I, I, that was... Pretty memorable uh, 2018 big game, even though it happened a couple weeks later uh, than it was scheduled to due to smoke in the Bay Area from wildfires in November 2018. They had to actually play that game on December 1st. So certainly Shaw and Stanford could empathize with the Wolfpack. And it also raises something that's going to bear watching this fall. The two biggest impediments to college fall sports conducting its games as scheduled. COVID-19, obviously and wildfires, especially on this half of the country. Now, hopefully Stanford doesn't have to knock on anyone else's door this year, as, as David Shaw says. Hopefully they don't have to, to go somewhere else to have to practice this year. Hopefully no one else has to pick up and move midseason again either. And with fire season being what it has been so far, and what it could be, hopefully not, but but, but what it could possibly be in the months ahead, Every school in the Pac-12 footprint is vulnerable, all of them, every last one. I'm hopeful that the fall season goes as planned for reasons beyond beyond my own personal selfish interest. I got games to call this fall, man. But I'm also hopeful that that we all do our part to make sure that things go as planned. But along with the threat that COVID poses to whatever we're planning, Don't underestimate the impact that wildfires could have on the upcoming season across fall sports. Stay safe out there. And here, I I don't just mean with COVID-19. Stay safe out there. And hopefully the wildfire season doesn't cause any problems, really, around all of college fall sports in the the months ahead. Uh, By the way, intriguing note. Stanford plays Kansas State on September the 4th. you know who Nevada plays two weeks later Kansas State did David Shaw and Jay Norvell maybe you know share some notes <laughs> who knows who knows I'm not sure how how good those notes could have been now if Nevada was coming down in the mid-September to practice at Stanford <laughs> maybe maybe they would have co- compared some notes then but uh but yeah I found that found that tidbit a bit intriguing. Hopefully you found this show intriguing. If you did, if you didn't, either way, I'd love to hear from you. You've got thoughts on anything Stanford football related or TreeCast related. The best thing to do is to take to the tweets and give me the hashtag TreeCast. Hashtag TreeCast is the way to go there. And oh, by the way, if you haven't subscribed to the show just yet, now's the perfect time to do so because starting next week, we're going to be in our regular season posting schedule. So we'll likely come at you with our next episode after this one, probably the Thursday before the Kansas state game. So September the 2nd, mark your calendar, and then we'll come at you after the Kansas state game. So, so starting from that point on, we'll be coming your way largely twice every week during the regular season, a preview episode of the opponent upcoming and a review episode of the game that just finished. This time of year is when the TreeCast is at its best. Be a part of it. Subscribe via your favorite listening app, Google Play, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeart. We've got you covered here on the TreeCast. Be a part of the show. This is the perfect time to subscribe and tell people about the show. Rate it, review it, tell folks about it, Uh, If you've got a favorite preferred message board, react to the show. God, I can't believe Clarity said that. Or, wow, that Troy Clarity, that TreeCast show is a must-listen. Troy is, is astute as usual. Fortunately, the reviews for for this show have uh, have skewed more towards the latter um, than the former. And Hopefully I don't screw it up, and hopefully it stays that way. Hopefully you keep liking this show as much uh, as you have since we started doing these in the 2015 Stanford football season. But subscribe, rate, review, react, and enjoy, especially now. And we will indeed come your way next week. Here we go we'll give you a full preview everything you need to know for Stanford football in the opener against Kansas State that will form the overwhelming bulk of our next episode cannot wait for that special thanks once again to our special guest this week Stanford running backs coach Ron Gould and the biggest thanks most of all goes out to you for joining the show and for being a part of the program don't drink and drive if you do you're the dumbest person on the planet be safe be sane Stay healthy. And if you haven't gotten that vac yet, do it. Do it. Your life will be easier, and so will the rest of ours. We'll talk to you next time on the TreeCast with Troy Clarity on the Believe Podcast Network and presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
1: New year, new credit scores. Chime makes it easier to build credit by using your own money to make on-time payments with a secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. Use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. To apply, just open a Chime checking account with a qualifying direct deposit. There's no annual fee or credit check required when applying. Get started at Chime.com slash build. That's Chime.com slash build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Late payment may negatively impact your credit score. Results may vary.